Hey there, welcome to Woman Talk, We Talk, a bilingual podcast. Every week, we'll sit down with an amazing woman to chat about topics such as tech, startups and entrepreneurship, woman empowerment, and other personal stories of how they've found their success. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode. Today we're speaking to Carly. Carly is a tech professional working in Bristol, UK. She's a complete tech geek and loves nothing more than sharing her passion with girls to show them how exciting a tech career can be. She runs a coding club for girls, is a speaker and a blogger. Her sole focus is to encourage girls and women to consider careers in the tech field and to help them along their journey. So let's check on our favorite geek tea and listen to this awesome conversation. Welcome to the show, Carly. Thank you, Christina. It's great to be here today. Lovely to have you. So to start off, can you give us a really quick self-intro um, just so our listeners can get to know you? Yeah, sure. So I guess um, my tech journey started when I was around uh, 10 or 11. Um, my parents brought home our first computer, which was an Amstrad PC in the, in the early 90s. You know that that the type that you that takes a day to load a game and makes that really horrible screechy sound when loading. (laughs) It was so bad, but I absolutely loved it. Um, So I think that was a a real key moment for me. Um, My first real insight into computers, and I was completely addicted. And I remember just sitting at it and typing random stuff that didn't really make much sense, but I was just loving it. So. Um, So as a teenager, I presented my own hospital radio show and I was into theatre and music and production type stuff, really. Um, I went on to uni and studied media studies with computing and found this really awesome mix of broadcast and technology that fitted together so well. Um, I had a show on uni radio and was really just enjoying my time at uni and not really thinking too much about the the next step. Um, So once I graduated, I worked in various techie roles. And then um, eight years ago, I joined um, a startup called Fualto. And I joined as a webcast engineer. But being a startup, I was also, you know, the tea maker, the shopper, the travel booker, anything that needed to be done in a startup, really. Um, it, gave me, it gave me a really good start and insight um, into how startups work and how businesses work. And it's been really invaluable to my career, I think. Um, over the last eight years with Vualto, I've worked my way through various technical roles um, and management roles. And I'm now head of client services. And I run four technical teams and they are all men. So the lack of women in technology really annoyed me. And I was busy having this exciting career and feeling like women were really missing out. So I started looking at why there were so little women working in tech and did my research. And that's where my passion grew, really. So I realized that girls needed role models to even realize that careers in tech were an option. And that's where Girl Code came from. So free coding club for girls. So that's that's my background, really. Wow, thank you so much for that. And I would like to just jump into it because you and your story shared how you're working right now um, as a lead and you work with a team of men. Um, and so how does that, how do you think we can help close the gender gap in this tech space? Yeah, sure. So this is something that I'm really passionate about and it and it, I get frustrated with. Um, so if you look at um, like the five most popular US tech stocks, so Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, and Microsoft, 
only 25% of employees are female. Um, so just to put that into perspective, these are the biggest tech companies with ample opportunity to make changes. And these numbers are so low. Um, and it's really not that hard. By making small changes within your company, you can attract more women to apply for jobs and stay working for you in these jobs. So one of the most important things um, I feel is company culture, um, setting good company values. And that's what will set you apart from uh, from the competition. Um, not only set values, but get your um, employees like involved in choosing those values that will get them like invested from the start. Um, and you need to like live by those values and use those values regularly and remind your staff about those values. Um, we have we have five really good values at Vualto, um, proud, respectful, curious, smart and people. And we came up with those collectively and um, we've 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 got an amazing culture Um our company has coped really well with COVID. We've not furloughed anyone. We've managed to work from home throughout lockdown. And I think that having these values is, is really important and it's made us the company that we are. Um, so that's that's one of the main things for me, which I feel is really important. I also think it's really important to appoint a diversity manager. Um, it's really good to have someone who is managing the diversity and inclusion within your company, like a go-to person. Um, that person can be looking at innovative ways to reach people. And if you're not getting a diverse range of people applying, then you really need to evaluate how you're appearing to applicants. So having that person to constantly be reviewing that is really important. Um, equal pay. <laughs> Obviously, it's, it's had loads of publicity and we are aware that the issue is not just in the tech industry. However, transparency with salaries and working hours is is really important um it's very taboo to discuss salaries but why you know we know why now <laughs> but um yeah so i think that's really important and also which goes hand in hand with that is flexible working um it's proven that businesses believe flexible working attracts a larger talent pool it definitely attracts more women um i have a flexible working life and it makes me more productive if I can go to a hospital appointment with my son and then go back to work after, does that really affect me and my company in a negative way? No, it makes me happier and more productive in my job. So, so flexible working is really important. Um, ret return to work programs for mums. Um, some companies already do this and it's amazing, especially in tech where like the industry is changing so quickly. Um, it's really important to to help women get back into the industry and a diverse workforce is more productive workforce. So it's really important to have these women. I think it's key to remember we need these women as much as they need us. Um, so it's really important to do that. And um, something that's like, I think, spoken quite a lot about and I think people are starting to take it a bit more seriously is the language and pictures that are used on job ads and on websites and social media um, this is diversity in general, not just women. If your website includes equal numbers of men and women and they are all white and young, you're still not getting it. If I'm applying for a job at your firm, I want to see diversity that covers gender, race, sexuality, age, disabilities. You know, that's diversity. We want to see that. Um, and I think if you're a company that has mainly men, um, it's good to give women access to external women's networks. Um, I 
I, I live in Bath now, but our head, head office is in Plymouth. And for a year, I spent uh, volunteering for Women in STEM uh, in Plymouth. And they um, it's a great opportunity to mix with other women that also work in male-dominated industries that you can just bounce ideas off and rant a little bit. And it's just, it's just healthy, I think, to have access to other women. Um, yeah, so that's um, pretty much it. And one other thing, um, sorry, I feel like I'm rambling on a little bit, but um, one other thing is offer work experience placements to women um give them an opportunity just to to get some experience down on their cv or just for them to see what what it's like working in the industry one of the main issues with women in tech is retention and um so many women start computer science degrees and then leave within the first year so be be visual go to universities give career talks show them female role models i think being visible in being visible in your community is is so important so yeah that's that, that's how i feel <laughs> yeah wow that is awesome that you've given us so many like literally tangible things about how companies can actually become a lot better. And, you know, it's really about, you know, setting that kind of system and culture up so that you're really in a, in a way setting yourself up for success. Yes, definitely. you know, like you said, one of the parts that you mentioned was like the flexibility part, right? People are more loyal to you if you give them that, um, you know, the possibility of being able to fit all these different components in their lives um, into yeah. their work schedule. So I think Definitely. that is just amazing. And um, one of your last points was being visible and and finding female role models, which I think is a great segue into our second talking point, which is how do we become these ambassadors to show more females, more girls, um, all of these awesome female role models in the technology field? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm part of, um, so I live in the UK, so I'm part of the STEM ambassador program here in the UK, which is really good and loads of fun. So check out um, what STEM ambassador programs are available. There's there's so many different ones across across the world, really, doing awesome things. But the UK one is stem.org.uk. And um, it's just amazing to volunteer, really, and give something back. Um you can also, if you're not part of a STEM ambassador program, you can just volunteer and connect with your local schools, offer to come in and do a workshop or a careers talk. They won't say no. They're desperate for people to go in, especially um, women in tech, to go in and represent women in tech. They, they're really keen to, to, to have you on board. So volunteer um, and start maybe start a STEM club of your own in your local area. Um, like I said earlier, I did that with Girl Code. By the way, I'm not a coder. I just felt that that was a way I could teach girls something. So I taught myself and then I share what I've learned. So you do not need to be an expert at anything to teach it. Learn it, share it. It's all about being a visible role model. Um, being a software developer is a job in the tech industry. However, there are loads of different types of jobs in the tech industry. Coding was just something that I could easily create a workshop from. That's not really my main message. My main message is, hey, I'm a female. I work in tech. It's really cool. You should consider it. That's the underlying, you know, sneaky, sneaky thing that I'm doing. Um, and shout about what you do um, to anyone who will listen. So this is something that I've learned. I didn't really, I've never been told this. I just kind of picked this up along the way. But if friends, family, friends of family, friends of friends, just tell them what you do. 
Um, and you'll be really surprised how word of mouth happens. I, I get contacted all the time by like parents at my kids' school or friends of friends asking for careers advice and how they can get into tech or how they could start coding. And I think when you are working in the industry, it's really easy to forget how hard it was to get your foot in the door or know where to even start. And if you put yourself back to when you started out, I know that I was completely clueless and desperate for some guidance. So so just talk about it and be open to people contacting you and asking for advice because it's it's really it's really important. And um share your story on social media, shout about your accomplishments. Um, as women, we often don't do this enough. We can be embarrassed and not want to come across as showing off. Men don't care. They do it. We should do it too. <laughs> we should be proud of our accomplishments, shout about them, um, tag me and I'll shout about them for you. Just be proud of who you are and what you're doing. Um, that's really important. So, so yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> yes, definitely need to kind of what I call the I abbreviate it, the BD energy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm really, really proud of myself for, you know, achieving these things. And I think one of the things that you did touch on that I, I really love is that you don't have to know how to code to, to start a STEM club. Um, and a STEM club is just one step of what what you did, right, to, to create kind of this um, resource for girls to learn more about the tech field there's a million other options that anyone could take that can help you know amplify that message um as well and kind of like help us you know create that movement right so it's is it creating a podcast or a youtube channel about women in tech right um is it is it um going into you know your startup weekend uh, programs and learning more about what people are doing and then like how do you it's really about getting your foot in the door it's not so much about what you are doing, you know, so yeah. I think that's something that's really awesome that you, you said, oh, you know, you started a STEM club. I think that's awesome because yeah, like just one little like nugget to that bigger piece of puzzle. And if every one of us does that enough, I think that puzzle will, you know, show itself really quickly. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cool. I love that. And then um, our next uh, topic is how do we pay it forward and become a mentor? What steps can we take right now um, to work our way up to becoming a mentor? Um, and then how do we as girls or females find these mentors? So it's one thing to be a mentor, but it's another thing to like find someone that you can really look up to. So I think there's like two parts of this questions. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay. So so being a mentor is is an awesome way of giving back, um, especially if you've been mentored. Um, and that's the, the kind of pay it forward. I think if you're going to take someone's time, it's really good to give back to someone else that needs it. Um, there's a lot of different ways um, of becoming a mentor. I'm actually writing a blog about this at the moment, um, which will be live on my website this month. So check that out on digital.blog. Um, I've just been getting, um, I've just been putting a tweet out there and finding about all the different ways of becoming a mentor on a mentor on a, like a program, but yeah, so join a mentorship program, um, university alumni mentor programs, um, contact like, uh, universities or colleges in your local area because they're likely to be running something um, and just basically get your name on their radar so they can call on you um, if they need to. Um, if you're in the UK, um, womenintech.co.uk have a really good mentorship program. You can just go on their website and sign up. And um, We Are Tech Women have a really cool mentoring program that's going live in the next few months. So 
um, watch this space with that one. But I think it's really important um, to be realistic with your time and what you can offer somebody. Um, you don't want to, you don't want your work to suffer because you are mentoring someone. It should be enjoyable, rewarding, um, not stressful. So if you can only offer an hour a month, then that's absolutely fine. That's still an hour a month that you're giving someone. Um, so yeah, so if, if on the other side of that, um, if you want to find a mentor, um, you just need to understand why you want a mentor and what you want to get out of the mentorship. So it's important to be really clear on your expectations. Um, find the right mentor. It's a mentor is likely to be in a senior position and extremely busy. So if you don't go down the mentorship scheme route and there is a particular person that you want to approach, um, when you contact them, just be really clear with why you have approached them and what skill they have that you would like to learn from and set expectations from the get-go. So I would like one hour of your time per month for six months to improve my public speaking skills. If they know the commitment level is realistic, they will more likely want to be involved. Um, yeah, so I think that's key. But make sure you find the right person and know what you want to learn. I think that's the key takeaways there. Yeah, great. Love that. Um, and I just want to add that um, one of the points that you brought up was that a lot of these are really, you know, senior position kind of uh, people who are, you know, in a company and really working, so they're busy. I do want to add to the point that you don't really need to be a senior person to become a mentor. You actually, I think studies have found that if you are just two to three years ahead of the people that you are mentoring, that it's actually the golden ratio because you're, it's still fresh in your mind, like what you went through um, so that you're more able to kind of, provide those insights with the idea that your frame of mind and the mindset that you have is more closely to somebody that you are mentoring or would theoretically be mentoring so that's something that you definitely yeah, can absolutely. think about and also, yeah. sorry yeah sorry i'm interrupting yeah. you also that's really important actually and don't think didn't really think about that but if if someone's learned some a skill and they've they've been doing it for 10 years and someone's just learned that skill maybe a couple of years in there's going to be so many fresh new ideas that that other person might not necessarily know so that's yeah that's really important actually really like that point yeah it's almost like a cross-pollination right so so if you're you know you're giving what you know but they're also giving you oh this is like the new way of doing stuff i think there's like there's definitely a mutual benefit that comes out of like this whole like mentoring network um yeah. so that's just like a quick takeaway there um yeah. and then what are a few key insights that you've learned along the way kind of in okay. your journey that's yeah sure so um so if you you've probably heard of that quote um men apply for a job when they meet only 60% of the qualifications and women only apply if they meet 100%. So yes, yes. <laughs> I have mainly males apply for my vacancies. Um, they rarely have all of the qualifications or experience required. It doesn't mean I don't interview them. It doesn't mean I don't hire them. Um, meanwhile, women are missing out because they haven't even applied um, because they don't feel they have the requirements. So this will bring me on to imposter syndrome. So this is in a conversation like this, I think it's really important to talk about imposter syndrome. Um, it's a hot topic. Um, but for those of you who may not have heard of it, I have a little wiki quote here. So um, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments or talents and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. 
So last year, um, I attended the Women of Silicone Roundabout Conference in London. I actually did a blog about this on my website. Um, but I went to a talk by Olivia Schofield. Now, Olivia is um, the founder and CEO of Spectacular Speaking and Vocal Women. And she is an absolutely awesome speaker. Um, I really enjoyed it. The talk was about creating your growth mindset to tackle imposter syndrome. So um, I arrived an hour early. No, actually, I arrived half an hour early. I wasn't that much of a super geek. Um, and I sat in the front row, really, really keen. Um, it was quite a big room, actually. And 15 minutes later, all of the seats were taken. So it was a really clear sign that this is a common issue among women. Um, five minutes to go and every spot of carpet had a woman sat on it. I've never seen a room like at a conference that that full. It was just, it was incredible. Um, so this room was filled, was like crammed full of like-minded tech professionals who were dying to know how to tackle imposter syndrome. And this is a huge issue among women. And it wasn't until I realized that this was a thing maybe four or five years ago that I thought, okay, this is normal and you are deserving of your career and you have worked hard to get where you are, that I really started to feel empowered and strong. And so my, so my message is apply for those jobs, just go for it. Um, you'll doubt yourself because that's normal because we do that and in fact it's not just women because I have many men that work for me that also suffer with it but the employer can see by your CV what what qualifications and experiences you you have so they'll only ask you to to interview if they if they feel you meet enough but you may not tick all of the boxes but you have no idea what the employer is looking for Um, I've interviewed people who have not had all of the qualifications, but something stuck out to me in their CV. It may have been a hobby or a self-development course that they may have done. Um, You have nothing to lose, so just apply. And also, there's never been a better time for women to start a career in tech. Um, Companies want women, albeit sometimes to fill a diversity quota, but good companies, <laughs> good companies know how important it is to have a diverse team. Um, there is funding out there. There's free courses, free support and apprenticeship opportunities. Um, I run um, entry level apprenticeships in my team to help people get into the industry Um But if you don't know where to start, because that can be half the battle, even knowing where to start, um, join a women in tech group or um, like a social media group. Um, If you are in the UK, then Ada's list is really great. There are Facebook groups. I'm on lots of Facebook groups that are like worldwide groups. And there's loads going on. Just just put yourself out there and grab opportunities that come your way, because there is lots and lots of people out there that want to that want to help and guide people on their journey. (laughs) love that yeah and I think that it's it's yeah really important to even as women yeah break the imposter syndrome um what is that quote um Kanye applied to be a president you can you can definitely apply for for that job Um, people who are not in the United States might not know that uh, saying but you know it is true right like that's how we should handle all those job applications and you know it's a very I think it's very telling yeah how um we obviously are less self-confident of our own skills and it really is again getting your foot in the door um I like how you mentioned that 
you've interviewed people who don't have maybe all the boxes ticked, but they've done something, you know, a course that stuck out to you. So maybe there's something in there like, oh, you attended an event or something that um, that can help you kind of get that interview. And then it's really learning about how to learn and adapt on your job and then, you know, finding more resources. So I really appreciate all the awesome things that you kind of shared with us today um, in terms of like how to yeah, just get yourself into the tech field. Um, yeah, I would I say, think, are, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, and add, add to that, I think that a lot of younger companies that are coming through are have changed, the, the mindset has changed with recruitment. So I think, I, I know I personally have on my journey, is I was recruiting people, but I wasn't quite getting the right people just by having qualifications and experience. So when I kind of changed my mindset on what I was looking for, and actually I look at a CV and I think, well, they haven't gone to university, but look at all of these courses that they've done in their own time, as long as holding down a full-time job. And I'm like, that's, that's really, that's, that shows that they've got passion and drive. And I think when you start looking at the bigger picture, you can really, really get some really good people on your team. And I think that I think that's how people are changing, and I think it's really, really good because not everyone has that opportunity to go down to the university, go the university route, and they could be mm-hmm. really awesome. And it makes no it makes no difference on their their work their work ethic. Exactly, and I, I think half the time it's really all in our heads. Oh, we've never you know done university, we can't fulfill that job. That's yeah. not really that's not really never the case actually yeah. <laughs> in the real working world, right? It's like it's really about the portfolio, the work, um, again, the work attitude to kind of like, you know, make sure that you're able to deliver. I think that that whole thing is what you know we're looking for when when people are you know being hired, being asked to be interviewed. Um, and I think uh, one of the things that we can share within this episode is what are some groups specific to let's say females looking to jump into the tech field what are like two groups on facebook that they can join so i tend to use um twitter more than facebook i have got uh, there is loads of things um there's loads of groups on facebook but Mm -hmm. i I think they're more local sort of groups I'm on a couple of worldwide ones but if you're trying to get in the industry I'd really have a look at maybe um what meetups are in your area um so meetups is probably more valuable for you than anything really and then just go along and don't be scared of um if you go onto meetups and you put in your area and you put technical technical or women some keywords don't be put off by the description of the meetup. You might think, oh, that you know, I'm not, I haven't got enough experience to join that meetup. Go along to whatever, whatever you fancy going along to. And you can just say, oh, I haven't, you know, I haven't entered the industry yet, but I'm really interested in, in what's going on. And, and, and you'll start building a network of people. And by networking, that's your foot in the door. Um, it's really key. If you, if you feel comfortable about going out there and just going to, to local meetups, you will find some really nice people because I don't think I've ever been to a female tech meetup and not felt comfortable. It's a completely different vibe to women in business sort of meetups. People just want to share, share their experiences and get you involved in tech. And I think because women in tech are because it's such a cool industry people are excited about it and passionate about it and they want you to join and they kind of will help you along that journey um so I would say meetups is more important than anything really 
and this is so they can actually go on to the meetup app yeah there's an just, app yeah, and, yeah, they yeah. and just yeah just search for your local area but and I think a lot of them are virtual at the moment so it's really easy to join mm-hmm. to join on zoom yes. um so yeah so just don't just go for it just uh just find a meetup yeah honestly it just it, it I think for me because I'm such an introvert most of the time um I think it's just like taking that spark of like just like that spark of inspiration to take action and then once you're like into it you're like oh this is a lot better than I thought it would be so hopefully um yeah this is something that people can can definitely act on and and really you know hopefully that will help them kind of start to join the community and build that network yeah thank you so much sorry (laughs) I was just gonna say one more thing um when you join like a meetup there might be another meetup that you want to go to and then by starting to network and grow your grow your network if you like you'll get invited to other things so it'll just naturally Mm -hmm. have a momentum so just get yourself to that first that first one and then you'll find it will just flow from there (laughs) I find I definitely feel that way because um personal story I'm you know, I'm helping run local startup weekends within Taiwan. We're like the, one of the only countries right now that can do like an in-person event um, yeah. of the scale that we're doing it at. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because I did a virtual one for another company and then, you know, I got pulled into this one and, you know, we're already talking about the next one. So I think that really rings true. Like just go to one event or yeah. go to one meetup. Um, and it's kind of like a nice snowball effect, right? People will still yeah. get to know you and then like, they'll figure out where your skills and what values you actually bring to the table. And then, you know, they can kind of put you through the, the kind of the chain of um, communication. Um, yep. And then that will be the way. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any yeah. last thoughts to share with us? Um, so I, should I give you some takeaways? That's always good, isn't it? Some takeaways. Yeah, to take absolutely. So, um, so become an ambassador um, show girls there are awesome female role models in tech that's really really important um, if you have been mentored then pay it forward and become a mentor yourself and shout about your achievements and don't be embarrassed or shy shout about them because actually when other females in tech see that they will also shout about them for you um, so yeah three key takeaways there I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share kind of all me. these great insights. Yeah, um, we learned a lot. And I think this is a very valuable episode for people looking to get into kind of the, the tech space as a female. Um, yep. So we really want to thank you so much for that. And um, one last question is, how can our listeners find you? Yeah, sure. So I've got a blog, um, digital.blog. And I'm also on Twitter, uh, digital underscore blog. So feel free to reach out to me if you've got any questions. If you want to carry on the conversation, I will always answer. <laughs> Love that. And we'll put all that information in the show notes as soon as we publish this, as long as your blog post that you're going to write, um, anything that you kind of want us to link to, we'll go ahead and do that for you. Brilliant. Thank you. All right. So this will be this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll be signing off and we'll see you next week. Signing off. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. 
If you liked what you heard, feel free to share and give us a like wherever you find our podcast. And also feel free to leave us a message via our Anchor platform. All right. Thank you. And we'll see you next week.